Hello, friends, and I'm so glad you joined us this morning. These have been some beautiful times for us to meet together, despite not being able to be together in the same building. Our hearts are still connected. Uh, we still deeply love one another, and it's showing. So I wanted to just take a moment to say thank you for the way you're reaching out to people. And I want to encourage you to do it again. Call someone with a word of encouragement. Bless someone with a prophetic. Send some money if you have it available to bless somebody else. But thank you for the love that's being shown uh, among us uh, because that's the definition of the fact that we really are those who are called by His name. Uh, that's the stuff that shows that this is a real church. Not the beauty of our building or the size of the amount of people that come, but how much we love one another. So thank you so much for what you're doing and I really do appreciate it. So proud of uh, what's going on right now during this COVID time. I feel like I've squeezed as much joy as I can out of uh, not seeing you. Um, am looking forward to being together. But uh, as we've said before, we're going to let the constant consideration of others be the thing that guides us through. As we said from the beginning, some eight weeks ago, we're doing that still. Today I have a sermon and I, I want to call it Jesus Never, But He Did. Jesus Never, But He Did. So let me start with the first of those. Jesus never promised us an easy life, but he did promise us an easy yoke. In Matthew 11, uh, Jesus said, Come to me, anybody who's weary and burdened, and I will give you rest. And if you'll take my yoke on you and you'll learn from me, you, you will find that I'm gentle and humble of heart and you'll find rest for your souls. For my yoke is easy and my burden is life. Jesus promised us an easy yoke. And so sometimes we're going through life and, and challenges come and pressures come and we find ourselves with heavy going hardships and we're, we're going like, what is going on? Now, sometimes the, the hardships come because I picked up a yoke that wasn't mine to bear. I picked up a yoke that Jesus never gave to me to carry. And I find myself carrying extra boulders in my saddlebags, as it were. And uh, Jesus said in those times, if, if you're going and you're heavy laden and if you're weary, and uh, just in this last week, I've become aware of so many people who are feeling a sense of weariness and, man, this is getting heavy now. There are, there are some people right now who are facing some very real and heavy financial realities. <clears throat> and I just want to say, if you are weary and heavy laden uh, with burdens on your life, Jesus said, come to me and I'll give you rest. And if you learn to take my yoke in those seasons, take my yoke on you and learn from me, you will find rest for your souls. And so I just have something to say to those people who are feeling that moment, who are feeling that life is pressured, life is heavy, I'm carrying too much. Jesus said, this is his advice, take my yoke on you. And I want to add, and only his yoke. I see a lot of people running around and I think that in the middle of this COVID season, which God did not send, but he's using beautifully for his own kingdom's sake. In this season, uh, I think the Lord is calling us to this place of clarity. Take my yoke on you and only my yoke. And I, I, I would just like to suggest that you sit down in the, in the midst of the trouble and say, what is it that Jesus called me to take? 
because his yoke, he promised, was easy and his burden was light, easy and light. And he said, and learn from me. Take my yoke on you and learn from me. I just want to say in this season, for those of us who will just take the time to go sit at his feet and say, Lord, could you teach me something? For those of us who are committed to doing that, I think Jesus is committed to teaching us the lessons that have been extremely helpful for our life. Jesus promised, I will teach you and instruct you and counsel you and watch over you in the way that you should go. See, there are some lessons that are unique to you, that are are specific to your circumstances, that are perfectly tailored for your family. And the only person who can give that to you is Jesus. So he said, come to me, take my yoke on you and learn from me. So for anybody out there who's sitting under a pressure of a hard life right now, this is my counsel to you. Jesus never promised an easy life, but he did promise an easy yoke. The second thing Jesus never said, Jesus never said there would be no storms. But he did say that he would be the rock that anchors us through them. Jesus never said that life will never give you a storm. Everything will be easy, breezy for you. You'll never have to face hardship or storm or headwind. In Luke 6, in verse 47 to 48, Jesus is telling this parable about the kingdom. But he says, as for everyone who comes to me and hears my word and puts them into practice, I will show you what they're like. They're like a man building his house who digs down deep and lays his foundation on a rock. And when the flood came, the torrent struck that house, but could not shake it because it was well built. See, Jesus was explaining that there are different ways to build our lives. And he's not mentioning the fact uh, that there might be storms. He said when that flood came, floods and storms and torrents are going to be part of life. And our beauty and our devotion and our, our holiness unto the Lord does not separate us from the reality that sometimes that happens in our lives. But Jesus was saying, let me show you what it's like when somebody comes to me, hears my words and puts them into practice. Because if you'll do that, he said, you're just like this. This is the picture of what that is like. You're like a man who's digging down deep right down to the bedrock and then anchors his foundation and his house on that bedrock so that when the flood comes and the torrent strikes the house, the house could not be shaken. Some of you may be feeling like suddenly life was going on beautifully and suddenly there's a downpour. Suddenly there's a flood. Suddenly there's a torrent and it just keeps like hitting your life incessantly, keeps pressuring you. Jesus gave some advice about people who are feeling that or are possibly going to be facing that. He said, dig down deep and let your deepest thoughts and your deepest beliefs rest on the rock of his word. I would like to suggest to you that you take, if you're feeling just like this, take a scripture. One of your favorites, take a scripture that you start reading and just meditate on it. Think about it. Revolve it in your mind 
Ask questions of that. Go to the Father and say, Lord, your word says this. Take time in the word. Because Jesus said, if you'll dig down deep to get hold of my word and put it into practice, then you will not be shaken by the inevitable torrent. Dig down deep. So I want to counsel you. If you're one of those people who feels like you're just being hit by incessant storms and torrents and floods, then I want you to carve out some time. Seek out the Lord. Make Him the highest priority. Go and seek Him out. Spend time in His Word. I promise you the anchoring of His Word in your life as you not only meditate on it, but put it into practice will start to settle you and you will discover that your house cannot be shaken in the middle of the pressures of this storm and of this flood. The third thing Jesus said, Jesus never expected us to have no enemies. But he did give us his love that no enemy can separate us from. See, some people have this idea that if I'm just nice enough, if I'm just good enough, if I'm kind enough, then I'll have no enemies. But the the unfortunate reality is that God has a sworn enemy and uh, he became your sworn enemy when you believed in Jesus Christ. And for no other good reason than you belong to Jesus, you have an enemy who seeks your destruction, wants to steal and kill, destroy your life. But Jesus never said that there would be no enemies. He just promised that there is going to be the love of God available to you so that no enemy could ever steal that from you. No set of circumstances that assail your life could ever remove that love from you. Romans 8 verse 38 says, For I am convinced, Paul said, I am absolutely settled in this truth, that neither death nor life nor angel nor demon nor present nor future nor any powers neither height nor depth nor anything else in all of creation will be able to separate us from the love of God that is in Christ Jesus our Lord. I does not matter what you're facing. It does not matter how potent the enemies that come up against you. This is what we have to find ourselves absolutely convinced is that there is no power on heaven, in earth, under the earth. There is no angel or demon. There is nothing in all of creation that will be able, that has the authority or the power to separate you from the love of God that's in Christ Jesus. So if you're feeling like I'm, be, I'm being pushed by enemies too strong for me, I, I'm, I'm under the weather here. I'm losing ground. I'm, I'm losing this battle. I have such good news for you. And I have some advice. Go and spend some time with the Lord and say, Lord, I need to become convinced of how wide and long and high and deep is the love of Christ. Which is what Ephesians says. Is so, He says, I pray that God give you the spirit of wisdom and revelation so that you may know, so that you can grasp, that you can get your spirit around the absolute immensity of the love of God for you. And friends, I got some good news for you. The immensity of how much God loves you is, is not something that you can easily grasp. The immensity of the love of God for you takes a revelation. It takes God having to strengthen your heart so that you can even begin to grasp it. And the Bible says, I want you to know that love. I want you to swim and taste and be suffused and and revel in that love that surpasses understanding, Paul said. If you're feeling like you're facing enemies that are too strong for you, too numerous for you, too, too prolific for you, then this is what 
I would like to say, I'd like to say you go to the Lord and ask him for revelation. Lord, I really need, I really need to understand how wide and long and high and deep is your love for me. Not just your love for all people, not just the, the beauty of this gospel, but I need to know it for me, Lord. And if you would just take 10 minutes a day and, and just lie back and soak in his presence and say, Lord, Father, teach me how much you love me. See, one of the primary things the Holy Spirit absolutely loves to do is testify with your spirit that you are a beloved child of God. The, the, the fundamental thing that the, that the Bible says the Holy Spirit does to believers is He cries, Abba, Father. He works in us intimacy towards the Father. He explains how deep and wide and long and high is the Father's love for us. And He witnesses to our spirit about that. And He takes the response of our spirit that cries out, Oh, I love this intimacy father this this beauty father and he takes it back to the father it's one of the primary roles of the holy spirit so i just want to say if you're feeling like the too many enemies wouldn't you spend a little time with the holy spirit and say lord please teach me give me revelation i want to experience i want to taste this love that surpasses anything my brain can understand the fourth thing jesus never taught that we would have no trouble. But he did teach us that we could reign in life through his victory. Jesus never said, you'll never have trouble in this life. <laughs> in fact, Jesus told his disciples, in this world, you will have trouble. You are going to face trouble. It was kind of a promise he made to them. It's not one of the promises that you find in the promise pocketbook. Yay, Jesus said, yay, I'm going to have trouble. But Jesus was not excited about the trouble. He was excited about the fact that no matter what the trouble, his disciples would be able to overcome it. Jesus never said you'd have no trouble, but he did teach that you could reign in life through his victory. And Romans 5.17 teaches us about that. By the trespasses of one man, talking about Adam, death reigned through that one man. And if that was true, how much more will those who receive God's abundant provision of grace and of the gift of righteousness, how much more will those who receive the abundant provision of God's grace and the gift of His righteousness, they will reign in life through the one man, Jesus Christ. You were designed to reign in life, not by your own strength, not by the own self-discipline of your life, not by the, the strength of, the, of, a, of a life excellently lived, although those are beautiful things. The Bible says you don't reign in life by your own effort. It is not by your work so that no one can boast, but you and I have an opportunity to reign in life. Because we receive the abundant provision of God's grace and the gift of His righteousness. Trouble comes around. It comes knocking. And there are some of you sitting out there and you're feeling trouble. And it's, it takes on different forms and it has different faces. But trouble has come knocking perhaps to your door. I want to tell you, Jesus said, you're going to have trouble. But listen, I've overcome the world. And, and if I've overcome the world and you're in me, you can overcome the world. And so you say, Greg, what is the advice for those who are fearing trouble? Because I'm fearing it right now. Well, here's the advice. Come to God and just drink in the abundant provision of grace. You have a need, He's got grace for it. You have a sin, He's got grace for that. You have a frustration, there's grace for that. You have a weakness, there's grace for that. You have a weird family member, there's grace for that. There is an abundant provision of grace. 
Grace is an overflowing, abundant resource in heaven. And if you come to Jesus and say, Lord, I need more grace, He'll pour it out on you with abundance. That means not just enough for you, but enough for you and everybody around you, you and everybody in your household. How do I overcome trouble? Well, you receive the abundant provision of His grace and you receive the gift of His righteousness. We are not going to make it through this perfectly because we handled every situation perfectly. We had just the right word at the right time. We, our attitudes were perfect the whole way through COVID. We are going to reign in life because we received the gift of Jesus' righteousness. I stand, you stand, if you believed in Jesus, in the beauty of His righteousness. It is a profound gift that He put His robe of righteousness on you and you are now the righteousness of God in Christ Jesus. That's no excuse for you to run around and act foolish. But it is a beautiful truth that if you believe it, will empower you to act well. As Paul said, now that you know these things, let's live up to what we've already attained. You have already attained by faith the righteous, righteousness of Jesus Christ. Jesus never said you'd have no trouble, but he did say you'd reign in life by his victory. Lastly, Jesus never said you would have no need, but he did say that we should ask for whatever we need boldly. Jesus wants us to come in the middle of our need. And in Luke 11 and Matthew 6, Jesus taught his disciples how to pray. Firstly, he said, you should come and ask boldly. He he taught them the Lord's prayer in the imperative mood, which is the mood of command. And he said, kingdom come, keep on giving us, Father, our daily bread. Forgive us just as we are forgiving others. The mood of command. Jesus taught his disciples when they said, could you teach us how to pray? Jesus said, you pray boldly. Now, this is shocking. Nobody ever taught us this at Bible college, I'm sure no no religious institution ever taught you to come with boldness. But when they asked Jesus, how should we pray? He said, you should ask boldly. And then he told a story about the woman, about the guy who would not give up until his neighbor gave him some food. And he said, unless you will be heard on high, if you ask with shameless audacity, ask boldly, ask with shameless audacity. And then he went on to tell them a story that they should always pray, never give up. And he said, you ask repetitively, repetitively, ask and keep on asking, seek and keep on seeking, knock and keep on knocking. And when they asked Jesus, how should we pray? He said, this is how you should pray. Jesus never promised that we would have no need, but he did promise that if you'll come and ask him in your time of need, that he would show up and answer you with his beauty and with his generosity. Some of you are sitting there in the middle of need. Some of you are scared about the future and your financial future. And I just want to encourage you. You say, Greg, do you have any advice? Yeah, I do from the scriptures. Jesus said, is any one of you in trouble? He should pray in James. So I'm telling you, you should come and ask boldly. Go and read the first 11 verses of chapter 11 of Luke. Read how Jesus said in answer to his disciples question, teach us how to pray. He said, this is how you should pray. And so I'm going to encourage you. If you're in need, come and ask boldly. 
Ask with a shameless audacity and ask repeatedly for the things that you desire. That's what Jesus told us to do. Now, what's amazing about all of this is when we have hard lives or we facing storms or we struggling with enemies or we suffering with troubles or our lives are filled with need. Every one of those is designed to drive us to this one person, and that's the Lord Jesus Christ. Every single one of those is a signpost in your life to teach you this one lesson. Hey, 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 you should run to Jesus right now. So if you're having a hard life or a storm or an enemy or a trouble or a need, it's a signpost with a big flashing arrow that says, run right now to Jesus. And friends, that's the point. In Deuteronomy 8 verse 3, when Moses is bringing the people through and the people are facing various challenges and hardships and different things, and and they're crying out to the Lord. This is what the Lord said to Moses. Moses said, He humbled you. He caused you to hunger. And then He fed you with manna, which neither you nor your ancestors had known. And He did all of these things to teach you. There's a lesson behind all of this. There is a profound lesson behind some of the things that are going on in our life now. There is a massive signboard that's pointing to a specific place. To teach you, Moses said, this one lesson. You're not going to live by bread alone. You're going to live by every word that comes out of the mouth of Jesus. I don't know what's going on in your life. Some people, a few people are having a whale of a time during this COVID season. It's a beautiful season of rest and blessing. And most people are suffering in some way. And if your life is hard or the storms are beating at your door or the enemies are screaming too loud or the troubles seem too hard or the needs seem too stark. I just want to encourage you. I am absolutely convinced that right now, Jesus is is leaning forward to listen to your cry. He's here eagerly wanting to put a new yoke on you. He wants to help you settle and anchor you in His truth. He wants to reveal His love to you. He wants to show you His grace and the gift of righteousness. And He wants you to come and ask bold prayers. As you do, you will fall in love again with the beauty and the faithfulness and the kindness of Jesus. We miss you. Can't wait to be back together with you and uh, think of you often. We pray for you every single day. Won't you join us in praying for the rest of the congregation that God's grace and His peace would continue to lead us and His wisdom guide us through. God bless. We'll see you soon.